Graham, Neil had said that he thought JT was just off on Saturday, but thought he'd bounce back. So you agree? Do you think he was just off? And is there something you can do to get him back on? You know, I think sometimes you have off days, especially, I mean, at any position, you know what I mean? The hardest part about the quarterback position, in my opinion, is like if you have an off day, <laughs> I mean, one, it's pretty apparent, and two, uh, you don't give yourself so much of a chance to win, you know, and that's, um, you know, when, when that's the case, that's why I've always thought like running the ball or believe in running the ball probably a little more than Coach Lee's just because like there's going to be days where, where that, you know, where you're not playing great. And I can remember plenty of games where, when I was playing, we were a little off, and the answer was just keep throwing it. So, uh, it's going to be a long night. But, uh, you know, and, and I've seen it in coaching and as a player. Um, and that's, like I said, when, when that's the case, um, you really need other guys to, to either be able to run the football well or, or other guys step up and kind of get you out of the funk. But, you know, sometimes that happens. And, and uh, like I said, at the quarterback position, it's, it's uh, hard to overcome. You look at them. Um, the first area you look at, 200 yards a game, they're giving up on the ground rushing. Why do, why do you see that? What do you see in there that's allowing them to give up that many yards? You know, I think there's a, uh, probably a lot of factors that go into that. And, and um, But I think a lot of times, you know, with something like that, it probably has something to do with still learning and still trying to figure, you know, get the system down completely. Um, you know, I wasn't here last year, so I don't know exactly what they did last year. But um, – when you make an overhaul and, and uh, you know, you got a whole new staff and you're probably putting in a whole new scheme and a whole new terminology, um, that doesn't just happen overnight, you know. It, I mean, from a from a terminology standpoint, it's like learning a new language, you know. And, and from from a scheme standpoint, uh, you know, depending on what you're trying to do, like it could be completely new techniques and you could be playing in spots you aren't used to playing. And so I think that uh, as a unit, when, when you got 11 guys that all are dependent on each other, like – if you're not, uh, if you, if you don't have it down pat, like sometimes things happen like that, you know. And uh, but I know, you know, Coach Venable has been a really good coach for a long time, and and so you know, I don't think I think in time he he'll get that thing going and and play some really good defense. I just think, like I said, there's a learning curve to everything. Neil said it uh, skewed a little bit with TCU in Texas, and he's kind of focused on the games after that. Thinks it maybe have simplified some things and not maybe done as much. Do you see that? They've simplified some things. Not, yeah, yeah, for sure. Just looks like and uh, maybe doing as many things as they were earlier in the year and play yeah. a little simpler. Yeah, and, you know those Texas game, Texas and TCU games were rough. You know, I mean, and uh, against huge stats as well. I mean, like when you when you have a big big um, when you have a really bad night, it can it can skew stats. So that's not always. That's why I don't think that you know stats are always the most telling thing because, like I said, you have a really two really bad nights and and all of a sudden you've got some numbers that may not be true about what, what they really are, you know. And so, um, you know, that's for sure. And, and uh, so, you, you know, they have changed a little bit. You know, they, they look a little different since those games. I don't know if, uh, you know, that's the that's great thing. You never know exactly what you're going to see. But be prepared for whatever you're going to see and give your guys a chance to go execute. You said he wasn't – he didn't like the tempo of the offense on Saturday. How does a tempo kind of get set for an offense? I mean, is it how quickly you get a play call in? Or, I mean, just how does it work? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of different ways that, you know, I think tempo works. Obviously, if you call, like, true tempo plays, you're going to speed up. Um, and then part of it is getting the, getting the play in, and then part of it is the operation of, you know, your guys got to kind of just 
get lined up and operate, you know? And so, uh, I think there's, there's a few different factors into, you know, I mean, I mean, into the tempo you play with on, on the offense side of the ball. Um, you know, we weren't good enough the other night. And, and part of that, like we were, weren't getting the first, first down. I think that's always, you know, we talk about it a lot. If like, if you can just get that first, first down, now you kind of get in a rhythm and you play a little faster. And I think that it's important to get it. And uh, we did a poor job of that the other day. And so, like I said, it kind of kills the, not only the tempo, but the overall like uh, flow of kind of offensive execution. And so um, we need to be better. But, but yeah, I think that if you can kind of get, get rolling, get a first down or two, all of a sudden the tempo definitely, it, that, that helps it go as well. But uh, like just as far as how tempo works in an offense, I think it's, like I said, there's two or three different faults to it. To that end, is there, um, is it easier said than done, I guess, to create tempo and pick it up in the middle of a game if you're not having tempo? Because we talk with Neil a lot about how slow starts to the game, but then what can be done in the middle of a game to try to pick that up? Is it maybe calling more tempo plays, or was that not able to be done because of the way the game was unfolding against Iowa State? I mean, you call tempo plays anytime. <laughs> like I said, if you get that first first. Do you that, though, if the game just so slow and I think, like I said, if you get the first first down, a lot of times that's when people start getting playing fast, you know. And uh, we did a poor job with that, so we never got, never really got rolling and got to playing at the speed we probably needed to play. I guess the flip side of tempo is, is if it's not going well, the punt team's out quicker. Yeah. <laughs> right. So I mean, there's that issue too. Yeah. If you're not getting first down, you're going tempo. Your defense can be real mad at you, you know, because uh, they're going to be out there quickly. Uh, but that's why I think, like I said, like a lot of times you'll see it after, you know, after you hit a hit, get a first down, boom, all of a sudden you pop into it, jump into it, and really get some rhythm going. And, and uh, you know, the other day I think we got some third and very manageables and didn't execute on the third and very manageables. And if you do, all of a sudden I think you kind of get rolling. And um, I don't know exactly, like I said, the number, but like third and the medium area, like third and longs is what it is. Like, you you know, like the percentages always are not going to be great on the offensive side of the ball when you get in third and really long situations. And so I think we uh, you got to try to stay out of those. And for the – you know, when we've played well, we have stayed out of third and really long situations. The other night was kind of an exception to the standpoint of, like, we got in third and very manageables and then it um, didn't execute and get that first down. When in the past we had been uh, – you know, last – or throughout the season most time in those third and third and medium to shorter ones, we were getting that first down. And, and like I said, uh, if you execute on that – like I said, that, that's the – to me that's the big – you know, third and one – Starting two most of the time, like, yeah, the offense probably has the advantage. It's kind of the three to six to seven where um, it could go either way. And if you're getting those at a high rate, then then you're really going to start rolling. And I thought, you know, a lot of the night we spent in or a lot of our third downs we spent kind of in that third and three to seven range and did a poor job um, converting those where if you do, like I said, I think you can kind of get some momentum and get the thing rolling. You said you maybe – maybe get lulled into going slower because Iowa State goes so slow. Can the opposite happen where Oklahoma goes so fast that, you know, kind of subconsciously you find yourselves trying to go faster? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, the, the flow of the game can happen. Um, you know, I think that, that uh, Iowa State definitely, you I mean, that's their style of football is to play slow and, and control, the, control the clock and try to um, – you know, try to. I mean, if you look at a lot of their games, they're they're low scoring games and trying to win low scoring games. You know, and uh, and Oklahoma State's. I mean, Oklahoma hasn't really been that. I mean, 
on offense they're trying to they're trying to go as fast as they can and, and score and and you know, like I said if if you can get them three and out three off the field in a hurry and you can and uh you can get the ball back real fast but yeah I think that the natural flow of the game um that definitely happens but again the other night like I said if I think if we if we can kind of if we could have got rolling just oh boom we hit a first down I think we would you'd see a faster pace we just did a poor job like I said kind of getting that first one and executing early in the drafts Tony do just speaking on the return of Tony because obviously he wasn't there last game struggling third down Justin played well no question I thought Justin probably played I mean if you're just judging individual performances he probably played better than anyone you know and uh um he didn't have a ton of competition in that category but he uh he probably played the best of any of them and uh but but having Tony back would definitely help you know I think that Tony's a guy that uh, has has quite a bit of experience. He's been here for you know a little bit longer, and and uh, you know he, he Tony Tony loves football and enjoys bouncing around, and like I said, it brings good energy. Um, so so having him will help in that from that standpoint, and um, kind of allow you to to keep your backs a little more fresh than uh, if you just got one. Now the other night, like we said, we weren't playing enough plays to really gas them out anyway. Um, but but uh, you know when when you're when you're going to the game with with uh, at that position. Like you're gonna get tired every now and then running football, and uh, so to be able to have a guy that, two guys that you feel really good about that have played well all season and and uh, have have some experience will definitely help help uh, help in everything, not just the run game. I was gonna say the run game, but Tony does a good job, and 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 uh, JJ did a good job the other night too, but has always done a good job. Like they both do a good job in pass protection, both run the ball well, know what they're supposed to do, and help the offense go. So so having, you know, getting if we can get that room a little healthy, that that uh, that obviously helps. His defense hunts big plays and is very, very aggressive. How do you uh, – what, what's your mindset? How do you go into that? How do you uh, get you guys prepared for facing that? You know, I think that, that uh, they do a lot of stuff. You know what I mean? I mean, like, <laughs> if you watch, it's it, – they're, they're, I mean, they can be – I mean, they can give you a million different fronts, it feels like, a million different coverages. They, they uh, Like I said, they, they have a whole lot of calls. And I think a lot of that's kind of to create chaos and try to create the negative yards plays. And, and um, you know, I think when we play well, we stay, we, we do a good job avoiding negative yards plays. And I think that's going to be really important. And uh, kind of like I said earlier, like in third down situations, um, if you if you take a couple negative yards plays and you get in third in really long situations, I mean, you're obviously going to try to get it, but but uh, the percentages aren't great for you. Uh, so so I think that it's going to be as important as ever just to communicate well. Um, uh, to make sure we're all on the same page, because I think that that's the that's the the biggest key to staying out of negative yardage plays is is to make sure everyone's kind of seeing and, and on the same page and, and seeing things the same. And so, communication is gonna be important from that standpoint. And uh, but also, you know, I think we can we can move our guys around and kind of move our pieces and try to try to present something different to them to uh, you know make them think as well. Because uh, that's the thing, you know, if you got a lot of if, if you're doing a whole lot of things like. Uh, if you can get them to think a little bit, maybe you can get a get some cheap ones that way too. So, um, you know, things can be a combination of things to, to but staying out of staying out of uh, long situations, staying or avoiding negative yards plays will be important for us. Keep getting everyone on the same page, and then you know, trying to trying to give them some some stuff to uh, make them uh, have to communicate and see if you know be on the same page as well. Graham, I don't know how many details you remember from your playing career against Oklahoma. But too many. The 07 game. <laughs> What's that? The 07 game. Oh yeah. 72 passes. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. I think that was the game. Uh, <laughs> we, because uh, Coach Leach, 
I don't know what he – you know, I haven't been with him for the last few years, but he used to, like, tell me he's not going to call a run if, if we're going to run the ball. It's going to be because the quarterback checks it. And About second drive of the game, he I remember coming off the sideline, he said, hey, uh, we're not going to block these guys, so stop checking the run. <laughs> I'm like, well, we're going to throw it then. Uh, but, yeah, I remember, yeah, the L7 game was a fun game, and then the L8 game wasn't a real fun game, you know. Uh, but – you know, I think the L7 game, that's when I, we threw a pick on the first drive, and me and Danny almost fought on the sideline after that, and then uh, we got it together. But, yeah, 07, 07 that, that was a fun game. And uh, went out there, threw it threw it a ton, um, and found a way to win. We we knocked Sam out, which probably helped our cause. Uh, not that it's ever good to knock someone out, but <laughs> it helped us that night. Uh, and, uh, you know, that was a fun game. That was a wild – that was – Crazy night in Lubbock. Probably kept them out of the national championship that year. And then the next year they beat us with two games left where if we could have found a way to win them, we'd probably get to play in the national championship. So it kind of went back and forth. You know, we each paid each other back, I guess. But, um, yeah, I remember, you know, like I said, playing them a lot in 06. We went there, played really tight, gave up a gave up a cheap one at the end of the half, which kind of swung the momentum in their way, but, but played well. 07, they came to our place. And, uh, like you said, we threw it felt like every down and uh, it may have been about every down after the first quarter but um you know we just thought that gave us the best chance to win because they were uh that t-lound i mean they probably they still they've had guys for a long time but back then they had some some really good players that gave us trouble running the football and then uh in 08 they uh i can remember in 08 they knew every play we were gonna run i guess probably because Leach had been in Oklahoma and I'd signal something and then the middle linebacker would say it's 618 which was actually what we called it and he'd be like stick flat double slants and you're like oh boy it's gonna be a long night tonight <laughs> yeah. yeah when they're calling it your terminology and telling each route it's like nah this is gonna be a long night boys but uh yeah like I said we probably should have changed our signals uh Leach kept the same signal from Oklahoma to Texas Tech to everywhere and they are calling the play. That was a long one. But, um, yeah, I remember, like I said, I remember playing them a ton. Played, played up there twice in my starting career. Played it in Lubbock against them once. And uh, always a fun team to play. You know, especially um, in the Big 12 back then, it was always, you know, OU was, was always, um, you know, kind of the team to beat at the time or them or Texas. You know, they, they and it's, you know, a traditionally great program. And, uh and so to play them was always a lot of fun, and and uh, hasn't you know at least at, at at OU there hasn't been a lot changed. They still are a really good program, and um, a team that that it, at least in my mind is a fun team to play. Like I say, growing up kind of in Big Twelve territory and playing in the Big Twelve, um, OU is always a game that you look forward to playing and uh, want to go play well against those guys. Leach ever walk down the sideline and fold up the chairs like he did for the wide receiver at <laughs> Mississippi State because they didn't deserve the stand? No, we didn't even have chairs. We, we, the, he would have flipped the benches back when I was playing. But he, uh, you know, we were talking about Leach stories the other day because I was like, did you see Leach fold up the chairs? I'm like, I've seen Leach do some crazy stuff on game day. I remember we were at Washington State one year, and I was up top. We're playing at Oregon early, and I hear, okay, okay, circle up, circle up, and just over the headset, you know. And I'm not really paying attention. I'm like, what's he talking about? Like, he's got him doing up-downs on the sideline. <laughs> I'm like, boy, this, is, this ain't good. And we came back and won that game. So then that was like the magic trick that year. So anytime like we did something stupid, he'd do up-downs on the side. <laughs> so we go back to Pullman a couple weeks later, and we're not playing well, and he up-downs the offense again. And we probably found a way to – come back and win that one that's it you know leach he, he'll do some crazy stuff and then it'll work and it'll be like his magic trick for the year you know he'll be folding chairs up all year now but 
That's just leech. Okay, thanks, Coach. Jordan, so improvement defensively for the first three quarters. What's the? What do you attribute that to? What was? What was the big part of that? I mean, we had a really, really uh, had a good week of preparation. Um, we really had a, a good um, <clears throat> a good bead on what what they were, where their strengths were, where their weaknesses were, and really, I thought our kids just competed. Um, and quite honestly, they competed all the way um, <clears throat> till the very end. You know, I think that a um, couple of mistakes there on the the first touchdown, the second half. In the fourth quarter, we give up was was, um, you know, guys get in this mode where they're stop after stop after stop after stop, and things aren't going exactly the way. Um, you know, they keep getting stops, keep having to go back, and and so you know, a couple guys start to press. And what got us to that point was very simply doing your job and doing it as as hard as you can is what got us to a ten-seven ball game. You know, into the fourth quarter. And what led to that was just a couple, you know, simple mistakes. The guys, um, not an effort issue. It's really just um, trying to press and do something more than your job. Um, and then, you know, games like that, you know, Iowa State's still a good football team. Um, you know, they, they find it, they expose it. And so it was, that was really what it come down to. Um, you know, and I just thought late, we just kind of ran out, ran out of gas. But... Um, you know, for the, for like I said, I had a good week of preparation. Kids competed, they played hard. Um, you know, even probably played our hardest after it went ten nothing. Um, so, you know, that's that's what it was. Is Oklahoma considerably different without Lincoln Riley? Uh yes and no. Uh, I I mean the the Structure of the offense, the tempo, uh, what they, what they like to do, how they like to attack you, um, is is the same. The 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 personnel's the or the personnel obviously, um, but the the personnel sets, the formations, you know, the structure, of the plays that you're getting is is a little bit different. I mean, everybody has their own, you know, how how what the, how they want to do things based on their personnel. So, um, same philosophy, a little bit different different pieces and, and pictures. Neil, Neil mentioned that he's had more injuries in the secondary this year than he can ever remember in his whole coaching career, even when he was young and consistent. I know you take, you know, you could say next man up mentality and all that, but that has to that has to get to you, it has to get to the players in, in some way, shape, or form. I mean, it's a... Uh, to, to be not going out there with your best on. Which. I mean, to me, it's more about consistency. All right. So, and I look at it like this: like, what's the best part of our defense? It's our front guys, right? Steels, Jefferson, Austin, Martin, Thornton, all those guys. And if I and if I go back, I mean, how much ball have those guys played together? You know what I'm saying? Like, how much have they played together? And that's a, that's a lot. You know, Jordan Jefferson started his first game when he's 17 years old. You know, Dante. Been here a long time, played a lot of ball. Taj Austin, all right. Sean Martin has played a lot of ball, has really come into, come into his own this year, right? And so, you know, that that continuity means something. Um, we just haven't had that consistently in the secondary, you know, for, for a bunch of reasons that, honestly, nobody really cares about. And I can sit up here and talk about them, but nobody cares. We just haven't had it. And, um, 
you know, with what we start this year with, with a group that I, I still say the same thing that I say then. And, that, you know, they just, for a number of reasons, <clears throat> hadn't had the, the, the same opportunity to play as many snaps as those guys in front of them have together. And, and that's where you get your consistency from when you're um, – and so we just – we haven't had that as simple as I can put it. I'm not going to – I mean, you're not going to change your approach. You know, it's next man up, it's next man up. You don't have the option of no man up, you know, so it's next man up. I mean, do you try to analyze why me, why, why us, you know, why, um, why, why it's no. happening? No, you. I mean, you, you could, and it's a it's an epic waste of time, you know, of of, of the wine, or you can have the poor me's and, and all. That. I mean, it's it doesn't matter, you know. You got to go play. Got to get got to get the guys that are that are that can play ready to play. You got to get them in position to make plays, and you got to do what's best for for those kids, you know. Um, you know, everybody, you know, all and now ask me about the you know the pressure. Well, that, that's great. But a pressure has to be backed by a coverage, and if I can, and I can draw up whatever blitz and pressure you want to, if that guy behind that blitz can't do what the coverage structure demands of him, well then that's my fault, because I'm asking him to do something that he can't do. All right, so you know I'm not gonna, I'm gonna do what's best for those, you know, and, and every coach in the, in this building is gonna do what's best for those kids. Um, is that the best thing all the time? Are you perfect on every call? Probably not. But but everybody's trying, and you know you can't you can't just sit here and say, well, you know, it's just you know we we got Oklahoma to prepare for. We know what they do. They like sling it around, um, play really fast, and that's what we got to get ready for. Um, so again, no matter who the man is, it's next man up and find the pieces and make it work. Um, it's as simple as that. That's our approach. I know you're not going to give a, a game plan away, obviously, but has anything surprised you about Oklahoma in terms of new new coach this year obviously but more struggles than normal not traditional Oklahoma record not traditional Oklahoma you know leading the way in the conference they've been a little bit more vulnerable this season uh, yeah, yeah I mean I think everybody in, in a in a coaching change goes through goes through a, a, a whether it's a change in the roster you know turnover which is now just a part of college football right um a change in culture, a change in approach, a change. And I think that everybody has to adjust to that. Um, you know, quite honestly, you know, I don't – I mean, watching them, when they're explosive as they are, um, without Dylan Gabriel in the TCU game, you know, how, how does that turn out for four quarters with him running up down the field um, and, and both teams? You know, how does the Red River rivalry turn out if he's playing? So is that adversity, is it – you know, is that is that a picture of what they are? I don't think so. I'm not really putting a whole lot of stock in the in the this last part of the TCU game and the um uh, in the Red River game. I just you know, it's two totally different football teams. Um and that, that shows on film. So you know, no, I mean it's Oklahoma's, you know, one of the blue blood programs in college football. Um, you know, and that that approach you know, go. I mean, how, how the kids view that and how they, um, from their standpoint, I'm sure it goes a long way with pride, tradition. So I, it's it's still Oklahoma to me. So I don't, I really don't put a whole lot of stock into that. You mentioned 
Gabriel, um, he's kind of an extension of the running game. And he, I, know, I noticed he got 70 yards rushing against Baylor. He's had a, another couple games. He's got running back size. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, I mean, they're surprisingly, statistically, really, really good at running the football. Um, and they put some strain on you um, with the moving pieces and the formations and the shifts and the motions um, that can give you some number issues. Uh, if it's not keyed up right and lined up right, and then you add the tempo with that, makes it makes it tougher. And then obviously a guy that can um, that can um, run around on the scramble still gives you the same those same issues, which is why anybody recruits it. That's why they recruit that guy, right? He can do a number of things. So, but um, he's a good player. Seems like Oklahoma always has a quarterback that can do those things with his legs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going back to to um, to 19 with Hertz, you know, Spencer Rattler, um, Caleb Williams when he was there, and then and then obviously uh, this kid. Um, is, you know, this that's going back to your question about Lincoln. The philosophies are the same, and if you're going to run that offense, you're going to have that. You're going to have to find that quarterback kind of to make it go. Um, so. Just you know, just the next guy in a long in a long line for them. Jordan, um, how much more prepared do you think you all are at this stage of the season, having seen it a few times, to, to handle tempo like they throw Well, I mean, you just you know, tempo is about alignment, and you know, just because somebody's tempoing you or they tempoing you with the same, you know, if everybody does the same formations and the same personnel over and over, yeah, but every week you're probably getting something a little different, and everybody's approach. Um, to when when they're going to tempo, where they're going to tempo, how they're going to tempo. Everybody's approach is a little bit different. So you have to just break that down, um, and that's what you have to practice. So, um, you know, I don't – you know, I, know, I think the time is a little um, – on the play clock is a little bit a second, second and a half faster than Texas Tech is on average, um, which really doesn't make a whole lot of difference. It's still about, it's about as fast as you're going to see. Um so go back to that game, try to see some some issues that we had, why we had them, try to fix them, and then obviously get ready for what they're trying to present when they do tempo um, this week. So they, um, he's just fast. That's what they do. But do they mix up formations? Do they run the same? I mean, just what's their thing that makes their tempo maybe different? Like yeah, I mean, it's it's everybody. Like I said, everybody has their cup of tea. Whether they want to whether they want to attack you into the boundary, whether they want to attack you with shot plays, whether they want to come after an earned first down, whether they want to um, do their base run plays after an earned first down. You just have to break all that down. Um, and and every single person that runs tempo, um, which I think most offenses do now, but they all have a different way of how they're they're trying to how they're trying to run it. So you just you break that down and how you would attack that formation um, or personnel grouping or that play set or that RPO or whatever it is, you're not going to really attack it any different. You just have to get lined up to it faster. And if they give you a variation of it, you had to recognize that, probably get it fixed, um, adjust it, and get ready for it the next time. Raleigh Collins and Naeem Ahmed seen a lot of time lately. Just your analysis of how they played? Uh, you know, I mean, probably not not really fair. Um, you know, Naeem has been a guy that's been a special teams player for us, does a great job. Um, but out of necessity is probably forced into some snaps that he's not ready for. And I mean, 
Roddy Collins was playing high school football a year ago, so um, probably in the same same scenario. But they they you know for the most part went out, tried to do their job, tried to play hard, you know, tried to play physical. You know, Naeem had the big hit on the check down on the back. Um, Raleigh had the um, just he's a half step behind on the last touchdown, or he makes a good hit, good solid hit on the running back. So tried to play physical, but probably not. Um, probably not hadn't been prepared for that amount for that situation yet. So, um, but they did. They 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 played hard. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys.